Welcome in, everybody. This is the Falcons podcast. It is a nice, crisp uh, Monday morning, fall Monday morning, October 23rd in Atlanta. Falcons returning from Tampa Bay with a victory. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how everybody's kind of feeling after the victory. I know there was some uh, there's some complaining about how the way the team played, but some excited some people that were excited about also how the team played and the result and the standings. Uh, four and three is right where I had this team after seven games in route to a 10 and seven season. However, they switched. I had them beating the commanders and losing on the road to the Buccaneers to start the season. And um, frankly, they should have beaten the commanders as well. And they should have beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the way that Atlanta played and the way the Buccaneers played. Atlanta could have won this game by three scores. Uh, I think that is part of the frustration, knowing that you're not going to be able to play like this and beat better teams. However, a road win in the NFC South division uh, for the division lead, you know, get it. You win the division, forget everything else. You win the division, you get in the playoffs. That's progress. That's all good things. But there are some cons- some concerns out there. And again, it's, it's pretty obvious what the concerns are. Uh, Desmond Ritter gave the ball away again three times. Uh, one of them on a stack fumble. Okay, what you know that that happens. Ball's taken out of his hand. One of them's on a snap. Don't know 100% whose fault that is. One of them on getting a little lackadaisical going into the end zone. Uh, wrong hand with the ball. Uh, ease up going into the end zone. That one's pretty much inexcusable. Luckily, that's correctable, and it didn't cost the team the game. We go live every Monday morning at 9 o'clock a.m. because we like having our chat in here. So we're live on YouTube. We're live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook, uh, youtube.com slash Scott Kennedy, uh, Atlanta Falcons fans on all Falcons on Facebook, and then uh, all Falcons ATL on the old Twix machine. So let me say hello to everybody. And if you're watching on Twitter, say hello. There, This is uh, an experiment for us, and if it, it seems to work out, We'll, uh, we'll do a more. Um, I'll put more resources into Twitter. I don't put a ton of resources into Twitter because they don't give me anything back for them. So I want to say hello to some folks. Denver Luke here says, uh, good morning. Good morning, Denver Luke. Appreciate you coming in nice and early. Hope you had a great weekend. Michael Rancio coming in says, good morning, Scott, on the Falcons podcast. And he throws out a happy victory Monday. And Michael's up nice and early. He's coming in from Tucson, Arizona. John Harrell, always good to see you, my friend. Saw you in the Facebook, uh, in the YouTube comments over the weekend. I know you're feeling good about things. Uh, Ray's custom kicks. That's a that's a cool picture you got there. He says four and three, and our defense is top tier. The defense is really good, and I can't just help but be amazed at how good they are, considering the lack of pressure they get. Now you can come in and say, "Well, that's part of the scheme." No, that's a that's not part of the scheme. They're scheming away from a weakness, which is quarterback pressure. And that's a weakness for this team where they're trying to run a little cloud and drop back into coverage. But man, that that's not sustainable. I do not feel like that's sustainable against top tier quarterbacks. Um, you know, let's let's look at the, the teams that the Falcons have played so far. Bryce Young, Jordan Love. Jared Goff looked pretty good. Trevor Lawrence is really good. CJ Stroud held a rookie in check. Sam Howell, Commanders, held him in check. But you know, we're not we're not talking about top tier quarterbacks in the uh, in the NFL at this point. And then Baker Mayfield, who is kind of a journeyman to this point as well. You know, you you start going against some of the better quarterbacks in this league. Um, 
you're going to have to get them under some pressure. And you've already got the coverage on the back end. That's great. Going to have to start getting them some pressure. But the defense is really, really good. The lack of pressure from a front four or anybody that can really get to them, is, it concerns me. They're starting to get some sacks. They had, I think, five two weeks ago. Had two or three uh, two or three yesterday. How many did they end up with yesterday? Um, I'll look that up here in just a moment. But they... Um, Let's see, sacks by the team yesterday. I thought it was three. Sacks, 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 sacks. Three sacks. Yep, it was. It was uh, Calais Campbell, David Onyemata, and Lorenzo Carter. And I haven't seen a my guy beat your guy and get to the quarterback in any of those eight sacks. I've seen coverage sacks on just about all eight of them, which is great. Great coverage. But man, I want to feel some pressure. I do want to get some pressure out there. Uh, Jordan Brown coming in and says, there he is. Good morning. Squeaked out a win yesterday. We should have handled the Bucks on the scoreboard. Come on, Des. We need you to protect the ball. Six turnovers in the last two weeks. Um, this team has really dominated on the field of play the last three games. They really have. If you look at first downs, you look at rushing yards, total yards. Statistically, they have dominated. And I think they've given up eight turnovers. That's the only they've had to eke out two out of three wins with eight turnovers. Um, you look up the numbers right now. Let me see the, the numbers. They were, oh, they won't be updated yet, but they were 29th, I think, in turnover differential coming into this game. Didn't get better, it was only gonna get worse. So they may be last by the end of this weekend as far as uh as far as turnover differential goes. Yet you're sitting there at four and three. So you're hoping that evens out. I don't, I don't expect Desmond Ritter to fumble the ball or the, to be involved in three fumbles every single every single week. So three interceptions. Played great from the pocket. Threw the ball great. Progress. It, let me see if you agree with this. This is the best he's played on the road, aside from the fumbles. I know. Well, aside from that, you know, that big iceberg, the, the trip was great. Aside from those three fumbles, he played really well. Uh, probably the best. Uh, probably the best he's played on the road, Desmond Ritter. Uh, Terry Oceanboy Martin says, what a do, Berg gang. Good to see you, Terry. Hope you're doing well. Ray's here. Good to see you, Ray. It's been a while. Our defense is amazing. We'll be a very good football team real soon. Feels like that, doesn't it? It feels like things are starting to come together a little bit. Um, and also, there's part of this as I'm watching this game, seeing Cordero Patterson, seeing uh, Tyler Algier thinking, okay, this is why I didn't necessarily want Bajon Robinson on this team. Uh, with that pick, not on the team, let me rephrase. I didn't want them to use a number eight pick. Bijan Robinson's great, love him, but this can be a really good offense, a really good team without Bijan Robinson because they've got the weapons in the offensive backfield. Now, that said, that said, I think this is probably Cordero Patterson's last year with this team. Um, there were a lot of trade rumors. I don't know if that's going to happen. He's got one more year of a pretty affordable contract, but with Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier both healthy, there's just not enough room to go around for a weapon like Cordero Patterson. I don't want him just to be relegated to being a kickoff return man and touching the ball just a couple times, um, a couple times a game. Uh, maybe get one return a game. I'd rather see him, you know, somewhere where he, he'd get a chance to play more, and, and he deserves that. And I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity with Tyler Algier and and Bajan Robinson in the backfield. And I think he's shown that he's not enough a receiving threat to take snaps away from you're bringing in a guy like Van Jefferson off of, uh, off of the Rams and putting him right into the lineup. Uh, I think the Falcons will make another wide receiver a priority in the off season. And I, I just, I don't know that Cordero Patterson is the guy. So with that said, 
okay, now I've got my two-headed monster moving forward, uh, you know, for the future, for the next uh, three, four years. So I, I understand it, but in the short term, golly, it's fun watching Cordero Patterson play, and it's fun watching Tyler Algier play. This is one of the best run defenses uh, in the NFL, Tampa coming in. And uh, I looked up one time uh, in the third quarter, and I, I was texting during the game, texting my friend, and I said, well, there's no Drake London, no Bijan Robinson, and no Kyle Pitts on the field right now. We have officially hit the effort we're running the ball down their throats uh, stage of this game for Arthur Smith. And um, that was uh, it was late third, I think, when I saw that. You know, you talk about tells. You're like, okay, none of those three guys are on the field. You think they're going to throw the ball? No, they didn't. All right. Michael, good to see you, my friend. He says, uh, he says good morning, Scott. Uh, first in the NFC South, 2-0 and in the NFC. There's the number two right there is 2-0. and um, There was nothing fluky about those losses to the Detroit Lions or Jacksonville Jaguars. Those were just – those were NFL games where you got beat. You shouldn't lost. They shouldn't have lost the Commanders. 5-2 five and, five and two would be really nice for now. But 4-3, and three, and, uh, you know, you look at the slate of games that are coming up quickly. At Titans is winnable. Vikings is winnable. Cardinals is winnable. Saints at home is winnable. Jets is winnable. Buccaneers, we know that one's winnable. Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. Frankly, looking at those, you might say at Jets, maybe at Saints, depending on if they get their act together or not, if they show that the last quarter and a half of their game on Thursday night is who they can be. Falcons might be favored in the rest of these games, for goodness sakes. So win 60% of those. What, we got 10 games left? Six? No, that would put you at 10 and 7 right there. Uh, I I don't think 11 and 5 is out of the question. If you clean up the turnovers, this is a team that can win every game. They've won two out of three with eight turnovers. That ought to tell you something. Um, And as John says, I'm not mad. Fumbles can be fixed. Uh, Marco, I appreciate you, dude. He says, best Falcons content on the tube. Thanks for your hard work and impartial observations. Uh, I try, I can't say I'm impartial again. I've, I've grown up uh, in Atlanta as an Atlanta sports fan. So I'm, I'm a little cynical. <laughs> I've earned it. I have, uh, I've got the stripes, the, uh, the, the scars to prove it. I am a little cynical. So um, I, I kind of joke that, you know, people want to try trash talk a Falcons fan. I'm like, dude, what, what are you going to say to us? What are you going to say to a Falcons fan that's going to hurt them? any more than this team has hurt that the self-inflicted wounds it's like having you know being the youngest and having three older brothers you think you're going to trash talk that kid with three older brothers they've already whipped him up pretty good so um yeah it's uh i, I am a i am a cynical sort i'll, I'll tell you flat out I, I am on the negative side of things i've earned that i have earned it and if you're uh if you're close to my age one of these gen xers you get it. You get it. Look at Michael W. coming in from Bermuda. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being here. He says, ugly win, but I'll take it. Work in progress with lots of room to grow. And, that, and that's the thing. You feel like the Falcons have put together a complete game. Again, how can you say that with eight turnovers? Yet they've won two out of three. And part of that is the schedule. We said that going in. We knew that. That's okay. Well, and y'all asked me in the chat and, and just asked each other, what are they going to say when Desmond Ritter starts winning games? What are they going to say when the Falcons start winning games? They're going to say their schedule stinks. And who cares? I don't care. Do you care? Who cares? And that's one of the things that gives me, well, they haven't beaten anybody. Well, the Falcons were a nobody. You, you got to become somebody. You got to beat the nobodies. 
you know, I, I, I never really understand that when a team starts climbing over the bad teams, when they were down in the dregs and they start climbing over these bad teams, well, they haven't beaten anybody. They were nobody. In order to be somebody, you got to beat the nobodies too. Nobody's saying Super Bowl yet, for goodness sakes. But uh, Michael, appreciate you being here. I want to say hello to uh, to Jacqueline, who's come in with a super sticker. Thank you so much, Jackie. I appreciate you being here. Uh, and just a reminder: if you're on Facebook, if you're on um, if you're on YouTube, the the most direct way you can support the channel and the things that we do here. And Nick will be back. Nick will be back on Wednesday. He was traveling to Colorado last week, so this is the last time I'll go solo. We'll go about another 20 minutes or so today, this morning, and then we'll be back on Wednesday, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time. But the most direct way to support channel, you can give uh, stars on Facebook and uh, super chats on or super stickers or even super thanks if you're watching after the fact on YouTube. So certainly, certainly appreciate you, um, Jacqueline. She says good morning to all of you. So that's uh, that's me. That's you. That's all y'all. So good to see you, Jackie. I hope you had a great weekend. Anthony Evans says good morning, guys. Good morning to you as well. Uh, and John Harrell, he's he's I feel this one down deep uh he says please go get hunter danielle hunter from the minnesota vikings when's the last time you know this feels like a braves move doesn't it when's the last time the falcons made a move to kind of go for it mid-season it's been a while i don't remember i i'm there the it's been a while since they've been relevant so it's i know that it's been i can't remember too many moves towards the trading deadline in october where they really added a significant piece to elevate the team. Uh, I'm sure someone in the chat will remind me and we'll, we'll go through that once I scroll down, but the Braves do that all the time. You know, that's something that the, that, you know, I, I didn't grow up with in the eighties, but in the nineties, the Braves started doing it. And one of my favorite moves of all time, uh, you know, when you grow up an Atlanta sports fan in the eighties, you start looking at other teams. It's one of the reasons I do what I do is because I, I started watching the draft uh, minor league baseball and see the up and coming players. I'd watch teams in the postseason. My favorite non brave was the crime dog, Fred McGriff. I just loved his demeanor. I loved his, his stance and his swing, that helicopter finish with that really quiet, those really quiet hands. It, it just reminded me of like a crossbow where he, he just cock back and then cocked and loaded and then release loved him. So when the, uh, when the Braves went out and got him, that was one of my favorite all-time moves. I'm like, you went and got my favorite player that's not on the Braves. That was awesome. And then he turned out to be just everything that you were hoping he could be. This is how I'm starting to feel about Daniel Hunter for the Atlanta Falcons. This is a guy who could make a move like that. And the Falcons, in order to get him, would it would be a little costly. They're going to have to go do something to give up something you don't necessarily want to give up. You know, what are we, what do you think? What would you be willing to give up for Daniel Hunter right now? Um, I figure you're, you're talking, you've got right now, if, if you look at Tankathon, your first, second, third, and fourth, you've got your own, which is 20, 53, 84, and 121. So four top 100 picks, you've got Jacksonville's fourth rounder, which could be as high as a second round pick, I believe, if they re-sign Calvin Ridley. But frankly, since week one, Calvin Ridley has been hot and cold with the Jaguars. It's like 100 yards, 15 yards, 15 yards, 30 yards, 35 yards, 125 yards. We'll see if they re-sign him. But man, that would be a good one for sure. Anthony says all them red zone turnovers are killing us. Not killing. He still won the game. Still won. 
hampering for sure. That game never should have been in doubt ever. Baker Mayfield's throwing the ball into place. The, the Tampa was bad yesterday, and part of that was the pressure that the the, the Falcons put them under. Um, running up and down the field on them, but man, the red zone just 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 bad. It was just bad. Um, anonymous reviewer, good to see you. He says Algier is more effective at hurting a defense through the course of the game. By the third quarter, Tampa Bay was bruised and scared. Bijan isn't the, that same threat, but that's why they would complement each other so well. And what's what I really like about Cordero Patterson and what I I don't want him carrying the ball fifteen times a game. But when you see he runs like that blunt instrument, but he's got that wiggle too. He's he's got that put that foot in the ground and change and break a tackle. He's so useful as an X factor. I almost felt like at times the Falcons offense could be a little, think of a basketball reference here. You ever hear him say, it's like, oh, they're all just waiting around for, you know, Jordan to score. Um, Now they're weren't going to be a better team with Jordan gone, but you see a dominant scorer out there. The other team has to learn how to play when he's not there. I feel like the Falcons have forced the ball to Bijan Robinson too much early on. And he was on pace for about 300 uh, touches Said he wasn't feeling great, whether we don't really know what that means. Was a headache, fatigue, soreness, all those things we worry about running running backs into the ground, no pun intended. That, you know, having some time off might not be the worst thing in the world, especially when you got a healthy quarter old Patterson and Tyler Algier. Uh, AR, the Anonymous Reviewer, thank you so much for your super chat. I certainly appreciate the support that you so you have uh, shown for the show. Um, Mark Schrader, good morning, Scott. Good to see you. Hope you're out doing well out in Texas. Uh, it is great to see you. And, and, and as Mario says, you know, we, we got to start scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Even field goals. You get those three field goals and this game is a two-score game too. Yeah, you, you, you damn sure can't turn the ball over down there three times on the one. that That's, that's unheard of. I mean, you see that happen and teams don't win those games. Uh, and as Ray's talking about Cordero, keep him for depth. You never know with injuries. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and I don't think his his cap number is even that high next year. Um, but if the Falcons do need to clear some cap, they won't get a big return on him because he's only got one year or so left on his – that he'll have one more year left on him because of the wear and tear. Um, they may have restructured him because he's got – if I look at spot rack now, and I thought he had a three-year deal, but spot rack right now says that he's only on a two-year deal, this being the second year, and then he's got void years. So he's not actually under contract according to spot track next year, uh, but he carries a two and a half million dollar dead cap. Huh? Well, if you're going to be paying him two and a half. You might as well give him another two and a half and have him count five and keep him. Um, Five's a lot of money for a running back three, though. Um, that that's a that's a lot of money. So we will see. I, that I don't remember that. I could have sworn that was a three year deal where the third year de- the third year of that deal was basically an option year because he didn't carry hardly any dead cap money. I'm gonna check. I'll check on um, on over the cap as well because that that surprises me. So I feel like something has changed there. Keith and Ellen Johnson, good to see you. He says, good morning. If we can stop the turnovers, I think we have a chance. Yeah, uh, you stop the turnovers and you, you'll have a chance in every game. I just read through the last 10 games. Again, 
Titans, Vikings, Cardinals, Saints, Jets, Buccaneers, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. How many winning records are even in there right now? Any? Are there any winning records still on there? I don't think there are. I don't think there's a single team left on the schedule with a winning record. There you go. <laughs> but we knew that going in. That was one of the things about you know, the over-under. I think the worst over-under I saw out of all of them, though, was like Desmond Ritter for 15 touchdowns you know, rushing and passing. I'm like, okay, so you're saying Desmond Ritter is only going to play three or four games. You know, that was, uh, that one was, that one seemed a little nuts to me. Um, so certainly, um, certainly appreciate you coming in. It is good to see you. Our friend Joe Cannon is coming in on Facebook. He says, great morning, Scott. Has Jeff Akuda proved back to his old form? Jeff Akuda is playing great. Um, this is one of the problems you were hoping the Falcons would have he'll be a free agent at the end of the season what are you gonna do with Jeff Okuda Bud Dupree is the same way I'd like to see Bud Dupree back on a one-year deal wouldn't you um does Calais Campbell want to play another year um those guys are really really playing well and they wouldn't be overly expensive if someone else wants to come in and give them a giant contract you'll you should be able to get a comp pick on that depending on how active the Falcons would be in free agency and um We'll see. They might have some holes to fill with some of those one-year guys on the backside, but the offense is pretty well taken care of. The, the offense is pretty well locked up uh, contract-wise. So, you know, the, the, any defensive fills you need to you need to have, you can start sorting some of those in the draft. You can have some of the young guys come up. Um, but Jeff Bakuda is earning himself some money. Will that be with the, with the Falcons next year or not? We'll see. But he's he's definitely playing well and earning himself some money. Uh, Rio, Deshaun Alexander-Smith. This is good morning, Falcon flock. This uh, Ritter train is crazy, but in the pocket as a quarterback, he's way better than he was at the start of the season. He's getting better. He is, and I, I think part of the frustration there is a lot of saying, well, why didn't he play more last year? Oh, we were one game away from a playoff. You were two games under 500. I don't, just because they've watered down the playoffs that an eight and nine team can get in doesn't mean you're worth a damn. I I don't know. Y'all y'all may feel differently than me, but I don't really care about making the playoffs as when I'm sitting there at 4 and 6. Um I, if if you're two games under 500, you're not a very good team. Yeah, you know, well Scott, what about the New York Giants at 9 and 7 going in and, and winning everything? Yeah, that that's one and that's one of the reasons I'm not a huge playoff fan, especially in baseball. Um but I mean, does anybody disagree that, that that Desmond Ritter should have been playing earlier? He wasn't ready. So what? How many new players are here? You know, I, I've said before, you owe it to the veterans on this team to not tank a season because of you know you're breaking in a quarterback. How many of those guys from the last two years are even still there? There's only a few there, uh, and with those, I think they'd understand. Listen, we're not going to be very good anyway. Now this team, this is a good team. This Atlanta Falcons team is a good team. They're sitting there at four and three, and they've won two out of their last three with eight turnovers. That's a good, you've got to be a good team to be able to do that. They're not playing to their full potential right now, but the guys that signed on to this team, the guys that you brought in, you do owe it to them. You brought them in to be an up and coming, a playoff team. We're done. Re, I won't say you're done rebuilding, but you're, you're out of cap hell. We want to, we want to win now. We're actually, we think we can be competitive. Um, but yeah, I, I wish Ritter would have played uh, 
played more. Um, Jeff is a really great trade. Jeff Lakuda, amazing trade. Fifth, fifth, I think it was a fifth round. Um, God, I'm getting confused. I want to say like uh, fifth year deal, fifth year option on the contract. Yes, that's different. A fifth round pick, and Detroit picked up most of the money on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good deal. Thanks, Terry. Thank you, sir. Um, let me see here. I want to scroll down here as we start getting into uh, and, uh, El, El uh, Catecas Campa. He says we're all on the negative side. Yeah, it's that's that's part of it. Um, Brad Clark says the defense is doing great. We had three turnovers in the red zone and still won. That's incredible. And think of the loss. You know, the scoring defense is the total yards on defense is top five, I think, right in that neighborhood after the after this week. Scoring defense isn't quite there. Well, they've been put in crappy situations. Think of that Washington game, turnovers, the uh, the punt return. Uh, those are those are all points against that are going against the the scoring on the defense. This defense has been absolutely uh Terrific. Anthony Evans Sr. talks about a game we will not mention. Um, Breon Green, good to see you here. He says, Joe Cannon need a few more games of this and him staying healthy. And I'd say he's back to his old form talking about Akuda in there. Uh, Akuda, I don't know that he's had really old form with Detroit. He played a few games here and there where he was pretty good, but the injuries got to him. Uh, I, I think what he's starting to do is starting to look like the corner that the Detroit Lions thought they were going to get with that number three pick. And if he finishes at that level, he's going to be a, an eight figure, an eight figure corner. Now, what I mean by that is 10 million plus on a, on, a, on an annual deal. Will he get that kind of money? One flukes, you know, one season, I, I would want to see more from a guy, but you know, how about a $7 million prove it deal or Hey, how about a three-year, $30 million deal with 15 guaranteed? That would give you seven and a half to nine a year until year three. And then it could then we could restructure. Then we could talk about that. So you might see something like that. Never believe the dollar signs you see in a contract because just look at the guaranteed money and then look at the length. That gives you a much better idea of, of where that contract's actually worth. Um let me see Atlanta dog 88. Good to see you here as well. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you coming in. Um, that one Falcons fan coming in he's that one. He says, this was not a good win. Ritter had six turnovers in the last two games, three interceptions, three fumbles lost defense and Coo are the real ones, uh, trade a second and a fourth for Hunter. Um, I would say that because of Desmond Ritter playing like that and giving the ball away six times and three times in the last game, this was an excellent team win when they were able to pick him up and and still get the win despite him playing like that I would consider that an excellent win is it sustainable no it's not but you're fortunate to come away from Tampa with a W that's a good thing is it is it encouraging to say, if we play like that all the time, are you going to keep winning? No, you can't. You can't give the ball away three times a game and continue winning. So I, I think that might be the point you're you're trying to make, and I would absolutely agree with you on. I would consider this a really good win because you're, you're fortunate, and it's a great team win because your special teams and your defense kept you in the game. And then there were some really good individual performances too. The running game, the offensive line played well. Uh, Kyle Pitts looks 
really good. He's making some really nice catches, catching the ball in stride and running. That run after the catch, the yards after the catch is something I've been looking forward to seeing since he was drafted. Um, Jerome coming in here. He says, AJ and Akuda locked it down after halftime. Uh, let me see here. And uh, Chadillac 19 says, I'm just tuning in if it's been addressed. Why are we giving uh, Ritter and uh, Arthur Smith so much hell? Ritter mistakes are rookie mistakes. I say he's easily proven he can lead a team. He needs reps. Again, he's and I would agree with you on 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 some of this. My my best friend just cannot stand Arthur Smith. <laughs> Says he's ultra conservative. I'm like, dude, you know, it was the end of the day, the, the one of the last drives, the the Falcons if they get a first down, they could put the thing away, but they run the ball three straight times and punt. We're all we're all, we've all grown up the, with the Falcons. We know what that means. That means the other teams going to get it and go down and score and the Falcons are going to lose. You want Ritter putting the ball in the air after three turnovers? Probably not. Have the Falcons had a defense this good since God knows when? Maybe once in our lives? It's the right move. The the conservative move was the right move. You're going down, it's fourth and one. You kick a field goal to take the lead to make it, what, uh, 13 to 10? It's been 10 to 10 forever. You're in the beginning of the fourth quarter, late third. Kick the field goal, man. Take the lead. Trust your defense. They're playing great. Conservative was the right call, was the right way to go with this game. I will absolutely back Arthur Smith on that one uh, for, for, uh, for this one. Um, but people are frustrated, you know, and, and they're, they're always going to get, uh, get, get crap on this. And, and, and as he said, how many of those fumbles were on Ritter? At least one, for sure, maybe two uh, with, that, with that snap. So, but at least one, uh, at least one for sure. Um, uh, Anthony Evans says Tennessee and Minnesota are going to be tough in the Saints rivalry, but I think we can win this division, still beat our division opponents. Uh, talking about the rest of this of the schedule, yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win, you know, ten in a row, but I think they will be favored or no more than two or three on either end of it in the next ten games. They might be they might be underdogs. The Falcons might be underdogs in two or three games out of the next ten. That's seven and three if you lose all those three. You win one and maybe lose one you're not supposed to. You're still looking at 7-3. You're looking at 11-5. and five. You're not going to do that giving the ball away three times a game, though. That, that's that got to get cleaned up. That absolutely has to get cleaned up. Um, let me see. This looks like a newer name. Lee Payne Lewis Jr. says, regardless of our record that he's in it, it's time to move on for Smith or give up play calling. Um, I, I get this, too. Um, th- this, there's, this is a, a very common sentiment from Falcons fans right now. And I, I I understand where you're coming from on this, but I start thinking, okay, you're often, you know, the three years that they've had Arthur Smith, year one offensive line was playing horribly. You've got an aging, um, an aging Matt Ryan, and they were okay. Uh, last year, Marcus Mariota is your quarterback and you're rebuilding your offensive line. Offensive line played well. You turned into a run first team. Marcus Mariota is your quarterback. This year, you're basically breaking in a rookie. Whose fault is that? Part of it's Arthur Smith's. I get it. But I haven't seen, you know, the, the, this, I haven't seen the personnel on this team for them to fire on all cylinders. They're, I think, I still think they're getting there. I'm not willing to pull the plug on Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter as they're going through growing pains or sitting at four and three. I, I, I see this team, this team plays hard. They play hard for Arthur Smith, and I think he does a good job of getting the best out of them. And being conservative, like I said, I think was the right call. 
I don't feel like this is a Super Bowl team, so I'm willing to see this year play out. And and then we'll see. But uh, I haven't seen the quarterback play for this team. If you want to put that on Arthur Smith, I'm more of a personnel guy. Aging Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter. The Falcons haven't had a plus quarterback in his three years. Now, whose fault is that? Part of it is Arthur Smith. I'd, I'd, I'd be with you on that one. Um, I have got to get out of here. I'm going to hop over. Um, and, and Jason B, good to see you, says this is Arthur's first year with a real team, without a doubt. Um, and you're still not there with a, a veteran quarterback. You know, that's the thing. But they can't come out and they have to show improvement this year. Seven wins isn't going to cut it. They can be, they can they can win ten and still not be a really good team. They could be an average team and win ten. They haven't been an average team the last two years. They've been a bad team. Move up to average, win ten. I think they can make the playoffs and win the division as an average team. Steps, progress. I don't know about y'all. You know, some people say, "Oh, if you're not going to win the Super Bowl, what are you even looking for?" Man, I'm just looking to get better. You know, if you if you improve, you can constantly you can eventually you'll get there. At least be in the conversation for it. That's what I'm looking for. The incremental improvements, I've seen it. I have. The, this roster is so much better than what they inherited. I think they did a great job of navigating the salary cap. The draft picks have been solid. I've seen the improvements. The arrow is pointing in the right direction. I'm not making changes like that. I want to see continual improvement on that. On that note, I am going to get out of here. Nick and I will be back on Wednesday to talk about this team, uh, the future of this team. We can, it's almost Halloween. We can start talking some draft too. Where can you get this? And maybe, just maybe, we're about eight days from the trade deadline. Falcons make a move at edge. That would be really, really interesting. I think all the Falcons fans would be pretty happy to see Mr. Hunter come in from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, let's see, they play on 11-5. You know, you can play this weekend on the 30th and then send him on over. Do you think they want to face him on 11-5? Going to have to make it worth their while. So we're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody for being here today. Uh, Jacqueline, anonymous reviewer, coming in with my super stickers and super chats on YouTube. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all being here on Facebook. And if you're watching on Twitter, leave me a comment. I don't know that anybody ever watches these things on Twitter. That's one way to find out. So thanks for being here. I hope you all have a great day. It is gorgeous outside. It's uh, beautiful fall weather we have in the, in the South. I will see you on Wednesday. So until then, leave a like, share, subscribe. Leave a comment after the fact. Y'all know I'm going to answer any questions or have any uh, feedback that you have. Scott, you're a moron. Yeah, not that. That doesn't do anybody any good. But why do you think this or why do you think that? I love the interaction with y'all. Certainly appreciate y'all being here. Real quick. Chase Young or Daniel Hunter, I want Hunter. Much more production. Um, that's where I want to go with that one. Um, I want the someone who, with less volatility, I want Hunter on that one. On that note, we're out of here. Uh, I will see you all on Wednesday. Thanks for being here, everybody. Have a great Monday afternoon.